Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hefty Lefty Show. Today I welcome on a very special guest, CEO of the Charlotte Knights, Dan Rakowski. Dan, I very much appreciate you coming on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good to be with you, Jack. So my first question is when and where did you first find your passion for baseball or when you figured out finally this is something I'm, I'm very want to do? Well, it, it, it didn't quite happen overnight. I always played as a young kid, uh, went into college, spent more time hurt than healthy, but knew during my college years, I wanted to stay in sports. I played three in, in high school and, and was very tied to it. Uh, got an opportunity to do an internship, non-paying in Auburn, New York for a gentleman and, um, and just really found, very, it was a lot of work, but I really, really enjoyed it and was fortunate after that experience. He, uh, he took me down to a small town in Florence, South Carolina to get started and 37 years later, I'm still doing it. I've been running teams, um, seven different teams all over the country, but I've been here in Charlotte for 16 now. So uh, it's a great career. It's a great profession, and um, I've enjoyed doing it. Yeah, so, so what in each role do you think in the, each spot in the front office, GM, president, CEO, et cetera, what is that relationship like, and what is each role most responsible for, would you say? Well, we've got a fairly large operation for a AAA team, and, and my role as a chief operating officer is, is kind of to oversee all of it. Um, I have a general manager. I have department heads, and they all work closely together. This is, um, this is a business where you spend a lot of time together, oftentimes more time at the ballpark than you do at home with your spouse. And so it requires a lot of communication. It requires teamwork, just like our players on the field. Um, and it's really critical that they all know what their roles are, uh, especially now through what we've experienced over the last two years with, with the COVID and the challenges that we've had. Uh, it's been even more important that they work together, communicate uh, to get the end result because we have just had to pivot numerous times to get through this, uh, like many other companies and teams. But this has been challenging as we go through our second year of trying to operate a, a, a baseball team under serious protocols and and all the things that go on with COVID. So like we're, we're speaking from obviously you're a triple-a affiliate of the White Sox how does that relationship from the White Sox GM to you sort of how does that relationship work or intertwining knowing that you're going to lose and gain players throughout the year? Well our relationship really is more with the farm director of the minor leagues Chris Getz and 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 that interaction happens a lot. Uh, direct interaction with the GM not so much uh, Rick Hahn we do have a relationship, but, but not to the extent where on a daily basis we have conversation. Mm -hmm. That's really between my general manager and, uh, and, and um, Chris Getz. But it is important. Uh, we are at a level that players never want to be at or think they should be at because you're either coming down or you're coming up. Oftentimes when you're coming down, it's not because you're performing. It's because you're underperforming. So it's challenging from a field staff perspective. Last year, I think we had 150 moves in 140 days. Well, that's 19. Last year was a different year. Um, but we're getting a move almost every day. And so with that, it's hard for stability. But it's a team sport. But baseball's more individual at sometimes. But um, it, it is important, you know, and, and for the, the players to be aware, to be open and honest with them, understanding that they all want to be at the major leagues, but they all can't. So um, hopefully they come down here, and my answer to them is, if you don't like it down here, play better. Yeah. You play better, you get to the big leagues. So uh, they don't like that answer too much, but it <laughs> works. 
Yeah. So when speaking of like getting players into your system, where where lies the most important responsibility of recruiting somebody, scouting somebody, and getting them into the organization? Well, that relies on the major league team. Um, fortunately for us, we don't have to really interact. My role is more the business role of it, overseeing the operation, whether it's having people that run concessions or merchandise, sponsorship, media relations, public relations. But really, the White Sox have a full organization of scouts, minor league people, and that's their responsibility. And in essence, what the relationship is, is that they, they recommend what players will come into Charlotte or the other affiliates, and they just give them to us. We do the best we can with what we have. We've got a great field staff, and that's what their role is. Um, while I enjoyed following the game, watching the game, that's why I got in it, uh, that's their responsibility and role. Uh, I wouldn't want it, honestly. It's, it's very challenging. Um, you know, but, but with technology and data today, um, it's an entirely different game than it was five years ago. Oh, yeah, and I, I noticed that too. Um, so what do you enjoy most right now about the job that you do just on a day-to-day basis? I enjoy nothing right now. <laughs> That's a joke. With COVID, it's challenging. Look at um, it. It's, uh, you know, it's great to come to work. It's different every day. Um, and, and, you know, I start out with that. It's, it's, it's just um, been difficult to see let go of employees. It's been difficult to have empty ballparks. It's been difficult to not have relationships with players. But we look at we're playing. We've got fans in the stands. Uh, people are enjoying it. You know, we're limited on some of the restrictions. But I think the most rewarding part of it is, is the ability to just see people having a yeah. good time. Win or lose, uh, it's about the experience. It's probably a cliche, but it's often said. And, uh, it, at this ballpark and at this environment here at Truist Field in Charlotte, the, the experience is f- fans just having a good time. You know, uh, we have not been that fortunate in winning a lot of games. We've had some injuries, and we sent a lot of players up to the major leagues. But somehow or another, these guys are playing better. They're working hard. It's not like they're not working hard. Um, you know, that's probably the, the one thing is, you know, you, you, if you don't win enough, but uh, at the minor league level, you have to get used to that. It doesn't often happen. Um, you know, you hope you win, but you got to find other ways for people to have a good time. Yeah, so obviously with you being well-versed in the community, why do you find that so important to have that relationship with your fans? Well, we're in a market where, where there's other players in this market. You've got the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. You've got the NBA with the Hornets. You've got MLS coming in, and people have decisions on what they do with their sports entertainment dollars, uh, especially now. And so they have to make decisions on how do you separate yourselves from, from that. While we're not competitors with those sports franchises, we, you, you can't compete with the NFL, the 800-pound gorilla. But what you can do is provide an experience where people say, you know, the price was reasonable, uh, it was a good experience, customer service was good, the environment was good. And I think the relationship with your fans and the spectators, the personal relationship, you know, we look, I'm an old school guy, you know, it's the day of the facts, text, email, Instagram, all this. I still believe that the personal interaction is important, and I think people need that, especially now what we've seen following up this pandemic. And so I think you'll find that that's kind of the directive I give to my staff is that while, while we those things are all good and technology is wonderful, we wouldn't be where we are yeah. without it. I think that, that, you know, just a small example is that when you come in the ballpark, you'll see me or yeah. full-time staff. And as you exit, you'll see us. And I think it's important 
that the first impression and your last impression, I think that's a phrase that's been around for a hundred years, Yeah. but I still believe it to ring true. And I think that comes out in our fan base and the loyalty that our fans have and the, the, and the clients that return year after years, I think they're treated right. And that's like, it, some things are basic in, in any business and it's, it's, you want to be valued and you want to be treated well and you want to be respected and you want to think like you're special and yeah. it's anybody. And when you, if you do that, uh, success will come along. Yeah. And what, what would you say characteristics or tools that helped you find where you are today most on a consistent basis? Characteristics or tools? I, I don't know. I've, I've had an opportunity, I guess, over the years to, to make a lot of mistakes. And with that, I've, I hope that I've learned from them. I try to teach young people now. Uh, in 37 years, I've been a, a general manager, a CEO of 36 of those. I was 20 two going on 23 years old when I got my first opportunity to run my own team and I was as old as the players. So I think learning on the job, I had no choice. And I think throughout time, that's been some of the things that, that I've enjoyed. Um, and I've had challenges with ballparks. I've enjoyed build, being a part of building two now. Um, and that's fun is it getting involved and being active in the, the politics of it, which is not always fun, but understanding financing and all those types of things. And, selling naming rights and how to how to construct it it's a big part of of what i do now in the last few years renovations and um but i think you've got it you, you've got to, it gets back to communicating with your people having trust in them um and 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 giving them uh, input and letting them have input and then having them have a piece of ownership in it i think that's how you get people you know, in, in the in the world we live in today, it's challenging. You know, right now we're we're having a, a hard time finding employees to work, um, whether it's part time or full time. Sometimes money isn't important. It's time off. It's you know the newer generation is some of the characteristics wrong or right. It's a different generation, um, and you've got to be able to adapt. And I think you know we're getting back to I give you a long answer, but the ability to adapt. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I'm not on Instagram, but if our team isn't, then I'm behind and sleep at the wheel. If you're not, I'm not on Facebook, but if I'm not smart enough to hire somebody to be able to do our social media, then we get left behind. So this business has changed and you've got to change with it. Some for the good, some for the not so good. But at the end of the day, you've got to follow the lead of what our industry is doing and try to keep continue to adapt to what your fans want. Yeah, and I think you see that, especially right now with the younger generation. You see people like the Wander Franco, 20-year-old from Tampa Bay. That's sort of your new, seems to be the new norm going forward is a lot of younger players with the technology that you're able to be placed out now with, you know, now a 16-year-old, 20, 15, 20 years ago, wasn't able to look at how fast he was throwing, where the ball was, and looking at a screen for everything. But now that they're able to do that, you're excelling the production of these players so fast. So it's everything's shifting towards not just – around the business but in the business it's turning towards a younger dynamic well you're exactly right and, and, and understanding that our demographic is changing and our challenges are we're with the younger generation and and it's talked about all the time is how do we connect with the 14 15 18 25 year old and it is through social media and i think major league baseball has had some challenges over the time but are now recognizing uh, we've got a lot of work to do we've got a lot of work to do in diversity without question in our minority communities but we've got a lot of work to do with the young people because if we don't uh we're going to get left behind the nfl has done a wonderful job with it uh the nba has done a nice job with it major league baseball is becoming 
better at it. It's not to be critical. It's just that our games are different. Uh, and, I, and I see that with Tatis and Guerrero and the guys that are out there. Um, social media is so important for the younger uh, fan to watch and communicate with, and that's their connection. As a kid, mine was to go to the ballpark and hope that you could get an autograph. Now, not so much. Now it's how do I connect that player with that fan that through social media. And from being a fan to working in the sport, what do you find is the hardest about transitioning from being a fan to making your full-time job and your full-time life? I, I guess I've learned to, to accept that it's, it's not always about winning and losing, and tomorrow it's a different day. You, you shouldn't say that as a baseball exec, but you can't get too up or down. Um, you, you follow the team, but I don't connect as well. That's probably one of my shortcomings because probably the age gap of the players and understanding them, but I don't see them a lot. And over the last two years, you, we've basically been isolated from these young people um, and not being able to form that relationship with them. And, and I've seen the difference. They don't know me. They don't see me. They see me from a distance. If they see me, i got a mask on. Um, you know, they're the same way. They're isolated down there in that clubhouse. And basically we have – you can't do first pitches with them. You have national anthem singers to the side. I mean, it's, it's changed. The game will come around, but it's been different the last two years. I look forward to, again, forming their relationships. Because it, it's so critical that our players interact in the community, whether it's through Children's Hospital – or through the schools as role models. And, 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 and this virus has created a real gap between those two, no one's fault. Um, so we've got to get back to it. The, the ability to separate, I, I, I think, I'm a business guy, I think. You know, um, it's a phrase I've often used and I used it, or heard it long ago, it's, and that's the business side of me. It's not the, whether you win or lose, it's how many paid to see the game. And I kind of live with that because that's what I'm paid to do. I'm paid to run this business successfully and make a profit for my ownership. At the same time, not depleting the value of what we do, whether it's in the facility, whether it's employee benefits, we try to do it all. And and fortunately, Charlotte's been really good to us, which in turn we've been successful, which enables me to do things. When you're making money, you can be more creative and do some really great things. Uh, I've been on the other side of it where you're not making money. That's no fun. Yeah. So with all the accomplishments you have, the record and the executive awards, what are you most proud of right now of your career? Um, I, I think I'm most proud of, of being a part of putting this building together. Um, this team was in Fort Mill, South Carolina, beautiful community, but team struggled for a number of years being successful. And I was actually brought in to get a ballpark built. And, and this is privately built, very unique. And I was, I was an integral part, not to overstep what I did, but I was an integral part of being involved from every phase to the financing, to the, the you know, selling of the sponsorships, to the building, the construction. <clears throat> I value this more than I value my home. <clears throat> and I treat it like it's my home. And that's how our staff should too. And I think that's probably the biggest accomplishment because I'm not sure it would have got done if I didn't step in because it wasn't done before. And, and to see it and to come to work every day and know that, that I had a, a, a role in this is probably really rewarding. And then to be able to say that we've led the country in attendance four out of six years, the first six years, is really an accomplishment. That's 160 teams at a time. I don't worry about you know individual things. That's not my deal. I, I look, I, I'm more proud of an attendance record than I am about anything else, and that is truthful. Uh, 
you know, it's just uh, it's it's great to be a part of sports business and to be able to do it. Uh, you know, it's taxing at times. Uh, it's long hours. Uh, you don't make a living until you're later on. You know, and but but uh, you get an opportunity to come to a ballpark every day, and I tell young people that, and I think they understand it. And um, there is some reward in seeing it when there's ten thousand people out there. Guess what? We did something right. Yeah, and just coming from obviously with the Tigers and I'm a Tigers fan being in Toledo, uh, it's just a completely. I've been in the ballpark, been here for a couple of games. It's just the experience. It is. It's, you've done a great job, and that I have enjoyed myself. And it's a different atmosphere. You just feel different. The area you're you're in Charlotte versus you know another small like an example of Toledo. Uh, it just all ultimately. Um, I've had a great experience at your your ballpark, but. Um, Looking further, what do you say to people like younger generations that are looking to get a job in the, in the baseball world or somewhere where they don't know where to start or they're looking, they know it's a passion, but they sort of get to this point where they're just like, well, I know I want to go to school, but what else can I be doing? Right. Well, and I'm often asked that, and, and, and I'm always willing to offer because somebody gave me a chance when I was 21, you know, and, and they kind of directed me, and I, I've never forgotten that. Um, to be able to make as many connections as possible, that sounds simple and generic, but getting experience, you got 120 minor league teams across the country. That's a lot. To be able to get your foot in the door, if depending on what your, your ultimate goal is, I can't tell you how to get to the major leagues because I didn't get there and don't have a desire to, frankly. I, I like being a small fish in, or a big fish in a small pond. You know, I like yeah. running my team. I don't want, you know, uh, 10 bosses. I like being the boss. I like doing that. I think the more experience you can get in a lower level team, if you want to run your own team, is is really a, the way to go. Try to uh, try to do something, do media relations, and say you'll come in and do it for media, you know, minimum wage. Say, come on and work in the grounds crew and learn the facets. Again, depending on if you're trying to get into minor league baseball, as a, as a, a front office person, um, but any sports experience you can get, they're, they're all different, but in some respects, they're transferable. I can't tell you the number of people that have gone through, that have worked for me, that are now working in the NFL, the NBA, or MLS, that, that got some sense of working in sports. And sales is the most important thing. I would tell you, it's the ability to, and it's not even sales. People get scared when they hear that word. It's the ability to talk to people and to be able to talk about your product, have confidence in it, and be able to get people to buy your product because if you don't sell tickets and you don't sell concessions and you don't sell sponsorships you don't have people and you can't sell a hot dog and a soda to an empty seat you got to sell tickets and so every organization for the most part if you have that strength you're very marketable if you walk in and say you know i really want to i want to i want to sell tickets i want to and that's where most of them start out and it's just reaching out to minor league teams but they also have seminars and they have different ways it can connect that they didn't used to be able to do. And now we've hired the last during, during this pandemic, we've hired, I don't know, rehired four or five people or hired them. They've all done through zoom. So you're not worried about buying a plane ticket anymore. You're doing, you know, certain things aren't done the same way. So it may be easier in some respects. And then if you're looking right now, uh, there's a lot of jobs that will be out there in the fall. I suspect teams are going to start ramping up, which they cut back us, including, and uh, they'll be looking for probably young talent that wants to get into the baseball industry or the sports industry. Yeah, well, then I appreciate you taking the time with me to talk today. I, I feel like I've, I've learned a lot about the game and that I, again, just more than appreciative that I'm getting this opportunity to speak with you. So 
hope you enjoyed your experience here and that'll sort of wrap up for today's episode. I appreciate it.